2, The Drummer and the Great Mountain, a podcast where we share effective tips and practices for working with adult ADD, ADHD in a natural, effective way without the use of medications. Each episode, join me, your host, Batman Saram, along with the author of The Drummer and the Great Mountain, Michael Joseph Ferguson. Join Michael and myself in an interactive discussion of sharing our stories as we journey together in transforming what can be the gift of being what we call hunter types. This podcast is intended to be your audio companion to the book written by Michael, who joins me each episode where we both will strive to foster dialogue, give you our personal insights, and share both of our experiences on this similar path that we are all on. Our intention and hope is that along with the book, this podcast gives you an additional perspective as you listen to us delve deeper into each chapter of the book to give you even more tools to go along with what it is that you are reading. Visit us at drummerandthegreatmountain.com to purchase the book and look for more tools, tips, and updates, as well as giving us feedback on this podcast. Join our growing global community of creative types, entrepreneurs, and out-of-the-box thinkers on our shared journey. Welcome to the Drummer and the Great Mountain Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Michael Joseph Ferguson. How you doing? Uh, On today's episode, we will be talking about dopamine detox and specifically screen time. And uh, this was sparked by one of the questions from uh, an audience member named Dawson in Alberta, Canada. If you're listening, I hope you went, oh, man, it was me. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to be playing his question. And uh, this also is a carryover from a conversation I had at the end of our last Alive Online workshop. There's some um, misconceptions about the term dopamine detox. I think there's some embellishment. Uh, and I come from the study of brain chemistry and addiction. It's kind of the basis for a lot of the things I wrote in The Drummer in the Great Mountain. And um, so I want you to understand like what's actually happening when you pull yourself away from something that's giving you some kind of dopamine hit. And more importantly, how that can support you potentially in being more productive, uh, more able to follow through on the things that you care about, and just overall greater peace of mind because you have a little more control over the thing that's pulling you in and you may not be choosing to engage at that particular time. Okay, just a couple quick notes. Uh, We just put the book on sale today, so it's going to be on sale uh, today, so that's May 7th through May 22nd. So if you go to the website, drummerinthegreatmountain.com, you'll get the discounted price. And for those of you in Europe, And in Australia, where the shipping price is a little more expensive, this might be extra helpful for you. But the discount is for all countries. So if you're interested, go to DermanTheGreatMountain.com, click the purchase uh, link, and you will get the discounted rate on that. And again, that's going to go through May 22nd. And just want to thank you all for reaching out. Sounds like the last episode uh, struck a chord, uh, the cold immersion showers. And uh, really enjoyed hearing all of the positive feedback. Uh, Sounds like a number you've tried it out and we're like, oh my gosh, that actually works. So thanks for your feedback on that. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, If you would like to ask a question and have your voice on the episode uh, like we're doing today, 
uh, or a testimonial uh, or any notes that you feel like would be helpful for to share with the audience, uh, you can leave a voicemail at 760-487-8773. And if you're outside the U.S., you have to use the plus one country code. Hey, drummer in the Great Mountain. My name is Dawson, and I'm calling from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I've been a listener for about uh, two years. I've just loved every minute of it. My question is, uh, is there uh, maybe an episode you could do or some research you could look into in terms of uh, what the stimulation from certain uh, sources uh, is like compared to uh, you know, let's say like an, a YouTube video compared to like walking outside. Um, my biggest wins in my life have have been um, lately, and, and they've been because I've been really focused on uh, the first principle of, of hundred types of maintaining and protecting dopamine levels. Okay, that's an excellent question, Dawson. So basically, what is the difference between going for a walk and something like staring at your phone, watching a YouTube video? How is that affecting your dopamine levels? How is it affecting your ability to focus? And I think we need to zoom out a little bit and talk about this concept of dopamine detox, because it's a really good way to look at this and to test out some of these things to see like, how is your focus and your awareness being affected by smartphones, things that are are more stimulating but also a very specific kind of stimulation. So let's start by defining what the challenge is. Most of us hunter types have a very challenging time extricating ourselves from our smartphones, from Netflix. We find ourselves um, wanting to do other things, and then we find ourselves going back to our phone. We want to have some, we want to accomplish things at night after we're done with work, and we find ourselves just on our phones or watching Netflix. And we feel frustrated about it. And this is the number one thing I hear from coaching clients and workshop workshop participants. It's the number one complaint. I can't stop myself from getting on my phone and I find myself doing that versus the thing that I want to be doing. So first off, it's important to recognize that we, hunter types, ADHD folk, are not the only ones that have a potential addiction to screen time. It's plugging into everyone, whether you're a hunter type or not. Because we have less dopamine receptors, it leaves us wide open to be caught by stimuli. So for us, it's much more difficult. The the muscle we need to build is a lot stronger than the muscle that someone else may need to build. Uh, Without going into too deep into the brain chemistry, primarily it's about these old wirings in our brain that kept us alive kept us adapting and surviving in in adverse conditions over millennia that are now getting plugged into through social media, through anything that is creating a high level of stimulation that is instantaneous, but not always consistent. So the th- when you, when there's discussion about dopamine, it's often they often reference slot machines and understanding how that mechanism works, how people get addicted to slot machines. And so, if you think about you're playing a slot machine, putting a quarter in, you're 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 pulling the handle, and maybe one out of ten times you may win just a little bit. But that 
uncertainty of like doing the same action over and over again. And sometimes you get a, you get a hit and you get that dopamine hit of like, you get a little dopamine spark of like, Oh wow, I won. That uncertainty keeps you hooked. And in many ways, social media does the same thing. And more than likely, this is completely conscious that there are people that are actively plugging into those centers in your brain, knowing that if you keep doing this, they'll make more money. Okay, so I'm not going to go into a deep discussion on on the evils of social media because there's ample things on the internet and movies about this. More importantly, what are you going to do about it? How do you extricate yourself from the stimuli so that you have a greater level of focus and awareness and have that muscle a little stronger so that you can say no to something instead of constantly being hijacked by it? And it is possible, even if you can say, well, I'm ADHD and I tend to, yes, and you can also start to build the muscle. And I'm going to talk about how you build the muscle uh, as we go through this episode. So there's a term that uh, Dr. Kevin McCauley talks about that's called the hedonic set point. And I think it's at this point is somewhat synonymous with what is being called the dopamine set point. And primarily this manifests itself. They, they've, they, came, they came upon this when they were studying people who were hardcore addicts, people that were meth addicts, cocaine addicts, fentanyl, anything that was like having a big, powerful impact on your serotonin and dopamine centers. And what they found was that people, as they kept going down this road of needing more and more drugs to get the same level of high that they had previously, so they got used to whatever that stimuli is, so they had to keep going and going and going and having more and more and more. What they found was they hit this space where normal pleasures no longer registered that they can no longer take pleasure from simple things like having a conversation with another person or just normal creature comforts no longer had any impact on them whatsoever. And I think it's important to see how our addiction to smartphones is doing something very similar to us, where instead of us having more social engagement, having more time to do things like play music or read books. We're now just on our phones and it's an, it's an unconscious behavior for many of us. Okay. So what's the solution? So one potential solution is you start to incorporate a dopamine detox day, a screen time detox day, at least once a month, ideally once a week, but let's just go for once a month. Let's just try it once and see how that goes. Okay. And so what you're doing is basically saying, okay, I am going to, for this next 24 hours, I am not going to use any screen time whatsoever, unless like it's like answering your phone, that's it. Other than that, zero screen time. And you create a list of things that you would like to do in replacement to screen time. So it could be something like a creative project that you want to pursue, uh, where it's not involving screen time, it's building something, it's reading books, it's something that you're like, or sitting down with other people and playing a board game, something that's that you haven't done in a while that would be engaging, enjoyable, and you'd feel more nourished by the experience. So that is what I'm proposing here. I'm proposing you take one day and just start by doing this once and say, okay, for the next 24 hours, no screen time. 
that's it. But I'm going to replace it with other things that feel nourishing and perhaps things that I haven't done in a, in a long time or ever. So why do this? Why would you even consider doing this? One is we want to have choice. If you want freedom, freedom means you have choice and you want to be in the driver's seat in your life. If you are constantly in reaction, if every time you feel stressed, you go to your phone, you are addicted, period. You have no control over that situation. So by saying, I'm not going to use screen time whatsoever for 24 hours, you're giving, you're starting to build that muscle of saying, no, I'm going to be doing something else with my time. So the purpose of that is so that when you do go back to using your screen, which you will, you'll go back to screen time, you will have a, your muscle will be a little stronger. You'll be able to say, oh, you know what? I need to, I need to set this down now. And this has been my experience. This is the experience that I've seen with many of my coaching clients when they've done this. It's, it's, it's so, it seems so simple. It's like, oh, I'm just going to be off screen time for 24 hours. It's easy. Of course I can do it. But can you? When was the last time you actually took 24 hours and did not engage in any kind of screen time? So what I'm proposing is this is about life fulfillment. It's about having a greater ability to follow through on projects that you care about. And it's about maybe having greater peace of mind. So this concept of dopamine detox came up in a previous workshop, then our last workshop. And it was brought to my attention, and I really appreciated this, that there are many articles written saying, oh, this is just BS. It's not, there's no such, there's no real science behind this. And what they're referring to is people saying, when you do a dopamine detox, quote unquote, you're basically saying, I'm not going to do anything that's stimulating whatsoever for 24 hours. So it's basically a boring day. Don't read a book. Don't, uh, watch TV, don't, no screen time, obviously, but then just basically do nothing, have a really, really boring day. Now, you could potentially say, yeah, that may or may not create some beneficial effects. I'm coming from, and many of the articles that I've written, I've read after that was brought to my attention about dopamine detox, is that when you come come at it from the space of addiction research and people actually detoxing, there's very much data that attests to this. And it's basically one specific action that you find yourself unable to stop yourself from. The ability to take yourself away from that and allow your nervous system to adjust without it, that's the power of the dopamine detox. So it's not about, I'm not promoting just extricating yourself from all pleasures whatsoever for 24 hours. I I have not, I would say if you're going to do that, do a meditation retreat. Like if you're going to go all the way, and I'll talk about this a little more in a second, take a five to 10 day meditation retreat. You'll get the most benefit you could possibly get from that kind of detox. More of what I'm referring to is how do you build the muscle of pulling yourself back from, from your phone? Just building the strength of saying, you know what? I'm stressed right now. I'm feeling the the draw towards doing this, but I'm going to stop myself. And when you give yourself that 24-hour period where you say, I'm not going to use screen time, you're building that muscle up. Okay, so what's the process? So the process I'm recommending is pick a day. And probably the simplest day to do it is on a Saturday. And what I'm suggesting is you take 
a 24 hour, you pick a 24 hour period. So let's say you say at 10 a.m., I'm, I'm off all screen time and I'm going to go from 10 a.m. to 10 a.m. So 10 a.m. Saturday to 10 a.m. Sunday. You make a list of things you haven't done or would like to do, but you're finding yourself not doing them specifically because you find yourself distracted by getting on your phone. That could be a creative project that doesn't involve you being on your phone. So that could be painting and art. It could be playing music. It could be um, also spending time with other people, maybe uh, planning to play a board game or do something that, that you haven't done in a while that you know is fun and nourishing to you, but you haven't done in a while that you feel like it would be a, a better opportunity for you to fill the time than on your phone. And what I would highly recommend is get at least one person on board. Maybe you can get the whole household involved where you go, we're going to do a 24 hour no screen time and you do it with your family ideal. That would, I would say that's the best thing you could do. If you do not have a family or live with other people, then find someone, find a friend that doesn't even have to be in your area that you can agree to do this together and then report back after the 24 hours and say, how did it go? So you have some kind of moral support with you to do this. And I like announcing it. Announce it. Let people know that you're doing it so you paint yourself into the corner. You really, it's really helpful for us hunter types to do this. Sometimes we need to force ours because there's times when we're like, uh, you know what? I decided I'm not going to do it today. Right. So, but if you paint yourself into a corner, someone's going to ask you about it. You're going to be like, all right, I should, I, I'm going to follow through with it. And I would say respect that it may be harder than you expect. Like give, give this the respect that it deserves, that if you have been on your smartphone nonstop for, for many months, many years, it may be difficult for you to actually do this. For some of you, you're like, oh, I do this all the time. Well, great. That's fine. But I'd say a vast majority of the people listening to this, this podcast have a challenge with this. So respect that it's going to maybe a little difficult and especially assume that it will be difficult towards evening time. And usually our willpower starts to really tank about like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. We get a little boost right after dinner, but then after that, it really tanks. So assume that it's going to be the hardest in the evening and just make sure you do not have the phone in the room at night when you're going to bed and just give yourself. And when you're done at the 10 a.m. mark the next day or whatever time you have set, as the 24, the end of the 24 hour period, celebrate, make sure you tell your, talk to yourself and say, look, I did this. I accomplished this. I had set out to do this and I made it happen. So, um, that is the recommendation. I encourage all of you to do this and I would like to hear from you. So if you go through this, drop me an email at info at drumandthegreatmountain.com. Share with me your experience ironically, you could also share this experience on Facebook if you'd like, um, in whatever way you can, but I would like to hear from you to, I would like to hear how it went. If you'd like to leave a voicemail, that would be great. And I would love to actually feature that in future episodes, uh, as a kind of a, a callback to this episode. Once again, that number is 760-487-8773. You can leave a voicemail on that. Let me know how it went. And I would love to then share that in future episodes. Okay. And to wrap up, I would say like, if you're really, if you do this and you're really into it and you're like, okay, what's the next level? Hunter types are all about the extreme. <laughs> and sometimes that's a really good thing. 
uh, I would recommend looking at doing a seven to 10 day Vipassana retreat, some kind of meditation retreat. Like if you're going to go, if you're going to take this all the way, that's what the, all the way looks like. And um, a number, I know a number of people who've taken our workshops have gone on to do a seven or 10 day meditation retreat. There's many different kinds of retreats out there. If you look up 10 day meditation retreat or 10 day Vipassana retreat, you'll see that there's some that are actually free or by donation that might be in your area. So you might want to check that out. I will leave a few links in the description of this episode for you to read more about what we talked about today, and I'll probably throw in a YouTube video or two as well. Uh, so that's it. So I hope that was helpful to you. And as a reminder, the book is on sale from our website from now until May 22nd. So if you're interested, go to drummerinthegreatmountain.com. And until next time, be well. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about the book, The Drummer and the Great Mountain, visit drummerandthegreatmountain.com. To join us on social media, click the links at the top of the homepage. Help us spread the word. We're a small press and reviews really help. If you've been enjoying the podcast or the book, consider writing a review on iTunes, Amazon, Goodreads or your podcast app. If you're new to the podcast and want to quickly get up to speed on the concepts we discuss, check out our free five-day mini course. Visit drummerandthegreatmountain.com forward slash mini course. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover on future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at info at drummerandthegreatmountain.com. <laughs>